Welcome to Paydirt Sports. This is Will Dunn, and I got Nick Trucial and Reese Bennett is in the house tonight. Uh, Reese, let's. I'm going to go ahead and just dive right into it, guys. Reese is Texas A&M alum, ser- yeah. <laughs> soon to be serving our country. Respect the troops. And if y'all, if y'all listened to our first episode, we had some choice words about the A&M program, specifically from. A member who is not here at the moment, Seth yes. Coggin, was just going in on A and M, and I didn't really debate it or anything. But I kind of, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, man, if only Reese was. I feel kind of yeah. bad because Reese wasn't really here to but defend now, himself. We're giving kind of Reese the same shot Seth had though, because now Seth is not here. Now so Seth is not here, and Reese gets the tee off on him, just so, absolutely tee off here. So I'm excited. And some would say that you know we need to start having these arguments in front of each other, but I kind of like it better. I kind of yeah. think it's good to just get it all. Now everyone can hear one side of the story, each yeah, side of the each story. Each side of the story. Uh, uninterrupted. So, Reese, if, if you want to just go ahead and kind of defend yourself a little bit, say what you want to say, you go go for it. Yeah, well, first of all, happy to be here. Thank you for the introduction. This is fun. I'm excited. I'm sorry I missed last week on vacation, but... I've been looking forward to talking some football with oh, yeah. the boys. And let me just say, I'm not one to slander people behind their backs. Seth is a good friend of mine, and I love him to death. But I thought the Texas A&M hate was a little unwarranted last week. Listening to your podcast, and you guys talk about you know the big move of Texas, the team in Austin, as the Aggies like to call it. <laughs> if I reference... TU or that school in Austin, that's what I'm talking about. Um, obviously, big move. Those two teams coming to the SEC, it's huge. But our buddy Seth saying the bad things about Texas A&M, you know, not really a top-tier program, all this stuff. I thought it was a little bit the pot calling the kettle black. Seth went to Arkansas. <laughs> Texas A&M has beaten the Arkansas Razorbacks into the ground since 2012. We've won every single game. We've beat them in Fayetteville. We've beat them in College Station. And we've beat them multiple times in Arlington, Texas. I was at those games in the Cowboys Stadium. So Texas <laughs> teeing off on A&M was just unfair. And, you know... Seth teeing off on A&M. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were in the top five finishing last year. Yeah. We, yeah, were, we, were, we were inches away from the college football playoff. And I'm not, you know... I'm not just a guy who lives in a fantasy world. Obviously, we got our tails kicked in the regular season by Alabama. And I didn't I didn't even think, as an A&M guy, we should be in the playoff. But it was cool that we were close. We finished in the top five, had a big Orange Bowl victory against North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it was kind of good. Spin zone. As an A&M guy, what I was saying, you know, this is kind of a win-win that we didn't make the college football playoff. Because we got to play a lesser team in North Carolina – we beat the crap out of them. Great game, but we beat the crap out of them. That's very true. And, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to get embarrassed by Alabama because we would have been the four seed. So I was glad that we didn't have that, but we can always complain as Aggies, hey, you know, we should have been in the playoff. You never know what could have happened. But honestly, everybody knows we would have lost. <laughs> well, and my thing is an, or- an Orange Bowl victory yeah, is that's, huge. that's a that's a big as win. As a Tennessee like, fan, if I- you told me you're going to get an Orange Bowl victory... Are you kidding me? And I I understand uh, they haven't y'all haven't won a national championship in years or anything, but I mean there there is a side to that story of of Seth being the one to yeah. call that out being being what his Razorbacks have been the past few years. I'll give it to them. They came they they started picking it up a little bit last year, but man, they have had some rough yeah, years. Yeah. And they they have a football national championship from I well, think the, the 60s or 50, something. Yeah, I was going to say 50s or 60s. And then we were talking about this before. Their baseball team, when we were, you know, you would think that Arkansas is LSU or this baseball powerhouse, and they're playing for the national championship every year. And they've been to a bunch of college world series. I'll give them that. But they haven't won a national championship in baseball in, like, 50 years. Yeah. You, let's see, we need, let's see yeah. when the last time so, they won that is. Football was 1964, so they have their one there. Um, 
I mean, I, I kind of have to agree here. I don't know if Seth really is the uh, guy to be talking trash here. Yeah, and I, I'll say this. Arkansas owns the all-time, you know, win-loss ratio against Texas A&M. Arkansas leads 41-33. to So they beat us more times than we beat them, which, you know, whatever. But we beat them nine years in a row. Ever since we've joined the SEC, the Texas A&M Aggies have absolutely pummeled the Razorbacks into the ground. We own them. Well, and just because y'all may have not won the SEC completely or gone to a national championship or whatever, Texas A&M has been pretty good since they've been in the SEC. Yeah, they have. Even when, when Sumlin was there and I think they had a couple 8-5 and five or 9-4, and four, yeah, but they, they were beating Bama. Yeah, I mean, that was when Johnny Football Johnny was playing football there, was there and he had that dude had no help. That guy, I think Johnny Football should have won the Heisman twice because yeah. he lit it up. I mean, he's one of my favorite college football players of all time, and many of people's. He's favorite. he's one of those guys you wish could have been in college forever. Yeah, if he could have, if he could have had an extra COVID year like we had now, was a sixth year, or somehow pulled off a seventh year, that'd be awesome. If he was just in college yeah. that long. No, that's hey, that's a good question. Do y'all have any other athletes you wish could have just stayed in college forever? I, I got one real quick. Does yeah. anyone remember Marshall Henderson? Oh my! For all this, all this basketball, he was a legend. He was a legend. So much fun. Me and my dad always talk about. We went to that SEC tournament where Ole Miss lit it up, and he was going all. He took so many shots that he had a bad field goal percentage, but it did not matter. He well, it worked out because he would shoot so many threes. Yeah, you know the whole the whole. Uh, what's the saying? The more you take, the more you make. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're if you don't make a bunch, but you take a lot, you're eventually they're gonna drop, and three's worth more than two. And I remember, I think it was against Tennessee. I think Tennessee ended up winning, but we were up by twenty points yeah. or something, and he just kept launching, and he was cold. But they started, they you know, started a couple would fall here, a couple would fall there, and you know, you start cutting that lead down. It was crazy to watch him, and he was just—he had one of those he personalities. Yeah. He was crazy. The man. land shark, him, him throwing the fin up, and then I love how much he gambled on defense too. He was oh always yeah, just going, he was only going for steals, like terrible, terrible yeah. hairline. <laughs> I'm putting him on the Rogaine watch. He might even be bald now. He probably, yeah, he probably terrible is. hairline. But I've got yeah. I've got a polarizing player for you. Tavon Austin, West Virginia. Oh yeah, he was insane. He's a, he's a guy. possibly the best high school highlight tape of all time. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of the songs in that, which has turned into one of my favorite workout songs, "Put On" by Put Jeezy. On. <laughs> that that Put on by Jeezy. he was insane. Absolute human highlight reel. His his tape, his college tape, is insane. But yeah, his high school highlight tape is up there with. Yeah. Jadavian Clowney, John Wall, whoever. Oh, yeah. the, those just epic high school tapes. Tavon Austin, he was a guy you think he was the guy you thought was gonna be insane in the NFL. Yeah. And I mean he played. He's, he's had a good career. Yeah, he's yeah, been he's fine. Had a good career. But uh he's been good. that West Virginia offense, especially when it first kicked off the season, Geno Smith, Tavon Austin, Stedman Bailey. Good lord. Oh. Insane. Go routes and end arounds oh. for days. Another one which really I had my eyeballs glued to the TV watching him on the Oregon Ducks as, you know, I, I don't know. It was probably, it was younger. It was like 2012 maybe. DeAnthony Thomas yeah, was probably oh, the yeah. most electrifying player I've ever watched. His uh, All around. That kickoff return against Kansas State, that highlight, he looks like he has a, he looks like he was running a 4-1 the yeah, way he was just, just flying, got, flying by guys. Goodness. I kind of I was thinking this is a package deal, but the combo of Trey Mason and Nick Marshall mm. from the Auburn football oh, yeah. team, those yeah. two, I mean that offense was so much fun to watch. Sammy Coates at wide receiver. <laughs> oh, Sammy Coates. Sammy Coates, oh, dude. God. That team was nasty. They had some dogs on that team and yeah. lost to I feel like an incredible I kn- Florida State team in the national championship. I feel like I never saw a better player drop as many balls as Sammy Coates. Am I imagining that, or did I just... I felt like every time I flipped Auburn on, he would have some insane plays, but then I'd see him drop a wide-open ball in the end zone or something. Yeah, same thing in the NFL. He's, I mean, he has just really been subpar as a professional. But back at DeAnthony Thomas, I'll never forget, sitting upstairs in my bonus room, watching the Oregon Ducks 
versus Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl and the Oregon Ducks this was like one of the first times they've ever like had a chrome helmet or something like that mm-hmm. and DeAnthony Thomas looked like he was shot out of a cannon on every time he touched the ball oh, and they yeah. beat Wisconsin really bad yeah. that was probably one of the last games Brent Musburger ever called Mm. Mm, was that against Russell Wilson's Wisconsin Badgers? Uh, I think it might be. Let me double check. But that was a great game. Yeah, yeah. dude, there have been some Big Ten teams. Like I'm thinking Iowa when they played Stanford, just get run out of the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Brent Musburger, also all-time horny guy. Definitely. Oh yeah, that's a fact. That is a fact. The whole uh, AJ McCarron's girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kept talking. All he had to do was just stop for a little yeah. bit. Just kept talking about how good she was looking, and it was like, all right, then, all right, you old man, let's slow it down. Who was it? Was it Mark Jackson, the old Warriors coach, that talked about yep. uh, LeBron's wife? Yep, <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> yeah, I it was. With all respect, I'd hit that out of the park. There's been Goodness. some insane. Stuff set on live TV. You can look up. I saw a tweet the other day that had some ones, some all-time calls that I'm I'm not going to even yeah, go we'll there. We'll let you figure that out. Oh, yeah. Do your own research. Uh, but yeah, there's been some funny stuff. And Nick Cassianos. I mean, we oh. all know how many oh, times man. he's pulled oh. out. So. Okay. It was Russell Wilson in that 2012 Rose Bowl. And you know who a name I haven't heard in a long time was? His big target. Jared Aberderis. Wow. And you know who else was on that team, if I'm not mistaken, at wide receiver? Nick Toon. <laughs> Nick Toon. Are we seeing that on there? Uh, Nick Toon. Yeah. 18-yard uh, pass for touchdown. Look at that. In the third oh. quarter. And yeah. t- Hey, can you read off, is there a running back depth chart on that? Because there was Monty a time. Ball. Yeah. Monty Ball. Monty, Monty Ball was a downhill runner. He set. I think he set the single season record or maybe career record for touchdown runs. It may have been broken since then, but yeah. I know he broke it at one I think, point. Yeah. I think he did. But was was there not also James White and Melvin Gordon? I'd have to check the depth chart. Really? I think I think they were all three on the same team. Here. I mean, honestly, as far as college backs go. It's not quite there, but it's up there to that one yeah. picture of the Alabama running yeah. backs where you have Henry, T.J. Yeldon, Kenyon Drake, Drake, and, and then, then I think Kamara was it? Kamara's on there, team. and I think maybe Eddie Lacy or someone was on there yeah. too. Who knows? I mean, they've had so many running backs get drafted recently. Wisconsin, man, they're they're up there with running back years. James White, Patriot yeah. player, was yeah. on that 2012 Wisconsin team. He's had. Well, Melvin Gordon's been pretty good. James White was consistent for He's the Patriots, though. Yeah. yeah, definitely was. And, you know, get back to other stuff. I don't want to make it a Texas A&M podcast, but just to give the listeners an idea of what my perspective is on the school from Austin and Oklahoma <laughs> joining the SEC, at first, when I first heard about it, I was a little annoyed because I was like, damn it. Texas A&M has always been able to hold this, oh, we're in the SEC, the best conference in the country. We've been able to hold it over yes. TU's head. But, and I was I was mad that they were going to get the same cloud as us because we've been able to do that even though, you know, we've probably both been about the same as far as talent and, you know, winning games the past few years. But on second thought, I'm excited because the rivalry is going to be reinstilled and we've Got a ten-year head start. Well, who's hot right we now? Gotta, too. Yeah, we're hot. Jimbo Fisher's a winner. We've got a ten-year head start in the SEC, and you know, let's play them. I want to bury them into I the ground on the field. So that's just my take on that. I know y'all talked about it last yeah. week, right? Well, and I think that's the mentality we were hoping a lot of fans yeah. had, and just. I obviously you believe that, but I do think there are probably a few A and M fans who were a little too upset about yeah, it. Oh, definitely, definitely. But I would also say, <laughs> also real quick, I do think I think Sarkeesian is. I think he might get it going, not right away, but it's man, I tell you what, when I watched that national championship game or even the playoff games with Bama, I wasn't even. I mean, obviously the talent is no. out the wazoo. It's insane. It's a cheat code, but. Just the play calling I saw, I thought, in those games. Yeah. That's the one of the first games I watched that said, this play calling is just dominating. Yeah. <laughs> like well, that. He, I mean, he called the right plays at the right time, but also having the talent of Alabama's offensive players is a cheat code. I mean, look at what Lane Kiffin did. He did the same thing. We just saw... Yeah, Ole Miss, though. I don't me, know. And, me and Trusha were looking at... 
draft pick. We were looking oh, okay. at some draft pick stats, and since 2010, Alabama has 102 draft picks or something like that. Oh yeah, ten, over ten, ten a it's year. It's an absolute NFL factory. Yeah, it really is. No, there's I mean, some bust in there too, but but we there's 77 current NFL players. So I mean, yeah. the majority of them have stayed in the NFL. And if yeah. I were a high school football player about to go to college, and I'm looking at schools. I'm probably going to put Alabama at the top of my list if I've got an offer from knowing, even knowing that if I might not play three or four years, I might have to redshirt and it'll take me a while to get on the field. But I want to get coached by the greatest coach of all time. I want to have the money and the facilities, and now you can get paid. The yeah. NIL. Well, Look at so, Mac Jones. Mac Jones sat behind some greats, and then he went in the first round. He's on the Patriots now. So it's interesting you say that because I had this conversation with a buddy of mine over the weekend. We were talking about NIL, and I put out the point that, you know, you do have a lot of guys who will go to Bama planning to sit for a couple years because they know. They know they're going to make it to the NFL. Yeah. They know that they're going to get coached up right by the best coach, and it's it's few and far between who go to Bama and – Start right away, or besides yeah. gen- the generational talents, which you've yeah, seen the plenty of, yeah, the and the Jalen Hurts. But so, does that mean with NIL and wanting to strengthen your brand and make as much money as you can? I'm thinking you want to start going to places where you can play right away yeah. and set up that brand. Yeah, that's. I mean, we're gonna have to see. It's that has definitely changed the landscape of college football. So maybe with the opportunity of athletes being able to make money as individuals it could change a lot of things you know rather than oh let me go to the best team maybe they'll go let me go to a smaller team where i play right away and make money immediately well and there's still teams that put out nfl players that are i mean tennessee's been putting out a bunch of nfl players you know Texas yeah. A&M. And there's plenty of money to go around at those schools so I think that's the other thing you have a brand in the school itself that's going to be able to help you Increase your brand oh, yeah. to the because people yeah. like the like we talked about uh, recently, the Tennessee social media team, the Tennessee media team is insane. So if you go there and are being on all the graphics and being advertised, like who knows what deals you can end up getting. Well, and even just the support from the community Definitely. and the state, you know, yeah. that's yeah. where some the of these teams owners are going to come in and help. Some of these perennial powers that have been down, I think Florida State, Tennessee, Miami, maybe maybe Miami. Probably Miami, but maybe even USC, USC. Nebraska, something like that. They are going to have all this support from their fan bases and communities that want to, you know, give a little money to these players in a legal, somewhat way. They'll figure it out, I'm sure. Uh, But that'll just be interesting to see how it goes. Okay, let's get into, we decided to talk about our playoff predictions Trish, you want to kick us off with your yeah. playoff predictions? I'll kick us off. We, uh, I'm going to kind of take a little different route here. So I'm going to give you the realistic, what I truly think is going to happen. Then we also got a uh, extra dark horse that I'm setting outside of uh, what I think is actually going to happen. But we'll get into that. Um, so I've got Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Oregon. Um, so, I mean, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, that's pretty obvious. But I think Oregon has... A big bounce-back year. Uh, they've got Mario Cristobal returning. They won the Pac-12, even though they were 4-3. and three. Big recruiting class. I mean, I'm big on Oregon this year. I think um, the transfer from Boston College, their QB, he's going to be really good. And then, uh, I, I mean, they've got a pretty easy schedule in the Pac-12, and I think uh, they'll, they'll definitely have some success. But dark horse-wise... Me and Will were kind of talking about this a little bit. UNC, and I think with the combination of Sam Howell uh, being so talented and having the opportunity to possibly win a Heisman, being top 15 in recruiting the past few years and having a championship winning coach in Mac Brown, I mean, that sets you up for success. We were just looking at their schedule. It's not tough. They're not going to have to play Clemson um, until they get to the uh, championship, if they get there. So I think they're set up to possibly make a run at the playoffs and then possibly make a run at the uh, national championship. So I think uh, we've got a lot to uh, look forward to this season. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think UNC will make it, but that's definitely my dark horse pick. If I had to say someone out of the blue, you wouldn't expect. 
Sam Howell's getting a lot of hype, and I think deservedly so. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that A&M game last year, even though A&M kind of ended up finishing him off, it turned a lot of people's heads to, hey, North Carolina's, especially that offense, can score some points, and it'll be interesting. Clemson's not all the time. People, I, th- I thought people used to say Clemsoning a little too much where they would drop a game and then they came out and crushed Bama and that natty Trevor Lawrence's yeah. freshman year or whatever. So I don't, I'm not going to necessarily predict Clemson to drop one, but it wouldn't surprise me if they dropped one and then you know UNC and then meet up in the ACC championship and it's all on the line right there. Yeah. And all you need is one game. Any, you just need one good performance or yeah. one. And if a couple of things fall your way, we know and how college football goes you can crazy things can happen and you can squeak out wins exactly you never know and as much as I hate to admit it UNC was without a couple of their best players in that orange bowl that Texas A&M won and it was still a close game in the fourth quarter yeah now we eventually pulled it out but Sam Howell is a gunslinger and I don't know if it's because of his helmet and face mask setup, but he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield He's, he's got the, got the, he's got the build, body type. He's got the build. He's got the arm motion. And he just can rip it. And then yeah, I, I like watching him. I, it's weird to see UNC be good at football, but Mac Brown is back, and he's doing some good work there. I If you would have told me Mac Brown would have UNC in in talks like we're having right now, and we're not the only ones. I got yeah. I, I was telling you all I got Brett Ciancia's uh, Pick 6 Previews magazine. I was looking yeah. at it. And he has UNC in the playoff. So, I mean, clearly they got some hype coming around them, and you've heard all the talk about Sam Howell. I mean, they they proved in that bowl game that they're a top eight team. Yeah, you know, definitely top ten easily. They're a legit contender, college football team. Yeah. So, I'll go ahead and give my predictions. No shocker here. I mean, obviously they've got a new quarterback this year, and they've lost some talent from the championship team that they had. But Alabama, you can't count them out. Nick Saban, he just signed an extension. They had a top five recruiting class. I don't know off the top of my head what it was, but you can't count out Alabama out. And if it's going to be anybody in the SEC who's an absolute lock, it's going to be them. Now, not to keep talking about Aggies, maybe we'll give them a run for their money in the West, but probably not. Um, and then second, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, as much as I kind of don't like him, I don't know why. I just I he kind really of like him either. He I don't even know him, and you know, but he just kind of annoys me for some reason. He's, I think he's it was a because too of, cocky. I've seen some videos on Twitter or something like of him. Yeah, he's a little too cocky, and he'll yell at his receivers yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He's no. I mean, I've heard he's not the nicest. He's kind of a punk. Yeah, he's That's kind of a punk. But you know, sometimes he's you very do talented. That. Though, but and I'll talented. say this: he's a winner. Yeah. So I think Oklahoma. I mean, they've got good talent. Lincoln Riley has done really well. I didn't think that he would be able to, you know, pick up where Bob Stoops left off, but he has. So I think Oklahoma, especially out of the Big 12, Big 12 stinks. And they're probably going to fold once those two teams leave. So I think Oklahoma's locked from the Big 12 to make it to the playoff. Ohio State, I mean, what's the guy's name? Ryan Day, the coach. Mm -hmm. They got all the talent in the world. They're kind of controlling the Big 10. So, I mean, unless somebody can knock them off from there, it's another lock. And, you know, I'm kind of torn on my fourth team that I think. I, I don't want to say Georgia. Everybody's always talking about Georgia, and they made it a few years ago, and they got embarrassed. But, you know, the SEC East isn't really that good. So here's my wild card, and I've moved them up from Dark Horse to making the playoff because I don't think there's going to be another SEC team unless something wild happens. Cincinnati. Wow. Wow. Cincinnati, Cincinnati, I just checked their schedule, and you know what? They've got some pretty much layup games. Their biggest test is going to be in October against Notre Dame at Notre Dame. And I, I'm one of the guys, I'm kind of a Notre Dame hater. I think they're frauds. They are frauds. So, I, I think they're frauds. But for Cincinnati, who's a group of five team, to go to Notre Dame, if they can win that game, and then after that they have Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, East Carolina. Which in some of, some of those AAC oh, yeah. I mean, teams are going to give them a yeah. run for their money. That, that, they'll be ball yeah. games. They'll be ball games. But that Desmond Ritter guy, with, I don't know if, I don't think it was him, but 
You know, I did see a clip at the end of their season when they lost that. Did they lose to Georgia? To Georgia. Yeah, they lost to Georgia. And there was this one guy who was standing on the field watching Georgia celebrate. He was pissed off. So Cincinnati, they're going. All right. I love it. I, it's August 2nd, and I'm saying they're going. We're making picks over here. We're not holding anything back. I, I mean, I love Cincinnati. I just love kind of the underdog. They're kind of a gritty team. I love Desmond Ritter. I yeah. love watching him play. He's an athlete. Yeah, he's got an arm. And but maybe the Texas A&M Aggies will make it somehow. <laughs> and so I'm not – I'm actually not a Notre Dame hater. I know everyone kind of trashes them for not being in the conference and everything, which they did play in one last year, right? They played in the ACC. They did. They not? Yeah. They um, did. Yeah, I mean, the Clemson-Notre Dame conference game in the regular season game was arguably the biggest game of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, oh, these two guys, they're college football playoff teams. They're playing each other. By the way, not to cut you off, but Notre Dame – it's about time for them to join a conference. They're going to have to. If if we what we talked about last week was super conferences, they're going to have to, yeah. or it won't be worth it. Well, and that's what uh, was it when they were talking about the twelve team playoff? You know, Power Five at the time they were going to say Power Five conference champions. I believe got automatic yeah. bids, so that really incentivizes oh, Notre Dame. I feel like 100%. to get one, unless there was a, there may have been a loophole in there that they were looking at. But I if if there is one, I don't know. Pac twelve or. It, it might as well. It would dominate the win, uh, Yeah, but I'm keep going. You're not a you're not a you're not a hater of Notre Dame. Oh yeah. So I was just gonna say. I mean, we saw them in the playoff last year. Everyone thought. I mean, yeah, they didn't really hang with Bama, but then we saw Bama go in the next game and just trounce. Uh, who was it? I don't even remember now. Who did Who did Bama beat in the national championship? Uh, was it Ohio State? Ohio State. Yes. Sorry. Oh yeah, it, they went and wrecked them worse than they did Notre I, Dame. It was. I think it would be more of a game if that running back for Ohio State didn't get injured during the game. Well, and Fields was kind of coming off. He took that big hit in the Clemson game. Yeah, he did. And one of the saddest images in all of college football last year was that poor white running back trying to chase down Devontae Smith. Mm. <laughs> it looked. It looked like he had a wooden leg. Oh man! Oh, that sad. linebacker. Yeah, yeah, line, yeah. Did I did I see running back? Yeah, yeah. The linebacker for Ohio State. He he was giving it. He all. No, yeah. He was giving it all he had, and it was just sad. It was <laughs> Sometimes sad it's see. just not enough. He had no chance. So let's see. Um, okay, my picks. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to say Oklahoma. I'm also going to say that as a lock. Um, they have. They play Nebraska at a conference. I would love to see the Huskers put them down, but I don't think it's going to happen. And then they, yeah, they play the Big Twelve. Like that's yeah. I mean, they just play. Every, I mean, there's some there's some tough teams in there, and I know they lost to Kansas State. Iowa State's pretty good. Iowa State will yeah, be the one that gives I mean, them a run for their money. But like last year, they'll probably end up playing them twice because I don't know who else will be hanging with them. Big Twelve wise, yeah, nobody. Yeah, I mean, I, not that I know of, unless I mean, unless Steve Sark just Baylor gets it going was, right away. Baylor was. Kind of yeah, okay. And they lost Matt Rule. They did. Yeah. That was the season before. Yeah, season before, but they've kind of slowed down after he left. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, outside of Baylor and maybe the school in Austin, I mean, it's kind of Oklahoma's right conference. It's to their lose. conference to lose yeah. for sure. And so, on top of that, then I'll go with my next lock. I guess these aren't technically rankings. I guess I could put them one through four, but it, it obviously, does, I mean, it's not a, that big of a deal. But Ohio State is definitely a lock. Yeah. They are probably the one team that can afford to definitely lose one game because no one else is going to be close with them in the Big Ten, I don't think. I think the Big Ten, what's really separating them from the SEC, obviously, SEC is a better conference, in my yeah. opinion, but. Ohio State is just far and away the best team in the Big Ten. You have a ton of average teams in the Big Ten. A ton yeah. of average to Some pretty good. Teams, yeah. You know, Wisconsin, maybe they'll go ten and two, but again, that's they, they could is easily go eight and four or yeah. something. Oh, easily. There's a bunch of toss up games. If, Iowa's pretty good. I mean I if mean, you if you put all of Penn State's fans in their white t-shirts on the field, they might win against Ohio State. Well, so, and that's one, Penn State started off the season 0-5, I believe, and then finished 4-5. and So, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Penn State was 
back to being pretty good again. Yeah. I, I I think I don't like James Franklin, but I think he's pretty good. It's on the hot seat. He's definitely on the hot seat. Yeah, but he I mean he he's got to have a pretty solid year, and I think they'll kind of get back to it. Finishing yeah. going zero yeah. five and rallying all those players to just win out yeah. is a tough task. I don't care who you're playing, that's still tough. Um, so what do we have? We have Oklahoma, Ohio, Ohio State. State, and then I'm going to go Clemson. I like North Carolina as kind of the dark horse, but I just – I also know that DJ Ugalele, the quarterback yeah, at Clemson, we know he can play. Ugalele. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, know, we know he can play, and we know Dabo's going to have a pretty good defense. So after that, I have no reason to do this. I have no reason to bet against Nick Saban. Yep. I'm sure in a few months I'll be thinking, why did I pick this? But I'm going to go with Georgia. Wow. As wow. the SEC team to go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because, let me put it this way, if Georgia doesn't do it this year, and as long as Nick Saban doesn't retire anytime soon or something like that, this is their year to try and get there. Again, yeah. I mean, I know they got there a few years ago, but to actually have a shot and get there instead of Bama, this is the year they can do it. And they can even – they Georgia and Clemson play game one. Is the quarterback is it JT Barrett? JT no, that's Daniels. JT, Daniels. JT Daniels. Sorry. Yeah, you're thinking of the old yeah. Ohio State yeah. guy. Yeah. Now um, he, I mean, he's a talented guy. So if he can he get is. it together, they can be good. He is, and I just think they play. Let's see. Yeah, you're Georgia and Clemson. That's a big game week one. Yeah. And honestly, what's kind of crazy, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter for each team. You can lose that game, and, still and oh, yeah. it doesn't mess anything up. I mean, it, obviously, I mean it's you top five matchup. It, you want to win it, but, but you know, if Georgia loses, and then they go on and win yeah. the SEC. It, they're in because yeah. they're going to play the East, and they're going to, I would assume, beat everyone in the East. the East. They're not going to play. Oh yeah, they're I mean, not going to play Alabama. They'll they'll beat Auburn, and yeah. I would think yeah. right. I mean, their schedule is pretty much a layup if you think of them as a top team, right? Because what? Do you, who do you have in the East? They, I mean, Florida, Florida maybe. Florida. Florida. In well, Florida, I don't know much about what they're doing this year, but I mean, last year, Dan Mullins. I think Dan Mullins a pretty good coach. Oh, I think he's a good coach. I mean, he's he really is. Good he's coach. just kind of weird. His wife likes to make out with all the players, but yeah. otherwise, I think he's a great coach. Yeah, <laughs> but he has. Who's playing quarterback? Emory Jones. Who's yeah. been there? Who's who's had she's game experience? He looks like if. When the new college football video game comes out, he looks like he would be the best player in the video game. That's true. He's fast. He's so fast and good at running. The He's ball. an athlete, but I just He's don't have faith in him. Right I bet they'll go eight, eight and four, four, nine and three. Uh-huh. Honestly, I mean, I'll, I'll run down their schedule real quick. Clemson, we talked about UAB win. Is this South, is this Florida? Or this Georgia? is Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Oh, oh, sorry. I'll go to Florida's in a minute. But yeah, I mean, I think Florida could give them a run for their money. Yeah. But so, who do I have? Is that all four of mine? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a backup dark horse? You have a backup. Dark a backup dark horse. I, I have one. Is, is there any possible way Alabama can be considered a backup dark horse if I don't have them in there? I, mean, I don't think I you mean, can. I don't think you can. No, it's legal, but no, that isn't. No, I don't think that really counts. Yellow, you can't. No, that's a yellow card. Yeah. yeah you, can't, you can't put that in. Maybe Nebraska is your dark horse. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's go for it. Adrian Martinez coming back. Revenge season. Watch out for it. Scott Frost is just pissed off. Yeah, he's also probably, probably just also kind of on the hot seat. Yeah, kind of. We can save that for another. I'll save that for yeah, my Husker that, pod. That could open up a, a can of worms. Yeah, <laughs> we're not getting all that. But so yeah, that's who we have. I guess is all of our playoff teams. Yeah, a couple. Man, Cincinnati. Can I? I like here in Cincinnati. Go ahead. So where, I moved Cincinnati up from my dark horse. My newest dark horse. Indiana. Oh, we weren't even talking about that uh, in the Big Ten. And so, only crazy, but what is a dark horse? No, you're it's, right. It's oh, no, you're right. Well, actually, correct. That is that yeah, would be a dark a horse. One. That's a great one. In, Indiana. I mean, I just felt like they were doing something. Yeah, I think what lost me is I watched Indiana and Maryland play last year. I think I bet on the game or something, and. It was one of the worst football games I've ever watched. Yeah, just disgusting on both sides. They're sloppy. Yeah. yeah. But Michael Penix, no pause, is pretty good. He is good. Coming off injury. He's, He's an athlete. He's supposed to go to UT, I'm pretty sure. He was. Yeah. But he then, was. Uh, Pain, as of all things. Yeah. But then we end up yeah. taking JG. Indiana's my dark horse. They have, they have good-looking helmets. I'll say that. You like the... It's kind of a traditional look. I can get behind yeah. that. 
Classic. Yeah. Okay. Maroon and white can look pretty good. Oklahoma's yeah. looks good. I've, Indiana's looks good. I've been to Indiana's campus. Their football stadium, I mean, Big Ten, it's not like a Neyland Stadium or a Bryant Whoa, 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 whoa. But you, you okay. You shouldn't, I don't think we should preface it with the Big Ten because you have the Horseshoe, the Big House, Memorial Stadium, uh, Happy Valley. There's some big, there's some big stadiums. I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Indiana has a, a good-looking stadium. I've seen it. So, really cool. Apparently, they have a beautiful baseball stadium. Oh, really? Something I've heard. Their basketball arenas. It's inside, like, the actual court you're, area. You're in there. It's very, like, old school. And right. it feels uh, compact. Yeah. But all the other things, the concourse, really, really nice. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, Indiana, Dark Horse, Michael Penix, Jr. I like it. I like it. Uh, so those are our those are our playoff teams. What was it? Reese? I think you had something we wanted to talk about this last yeah, segment. I think in the last segment we kind of wanted to close off things here with three main things we're excited about for the upcoming college football season. What are the three big topics or three big things that we're excited about? I will kick us off. Let's go. Snake draft. Snake draft. All right, snake draft. snake draft. I will kick us off with my number one, and this is obvious. You might not have thought of it though. Don't, at the same time, don't take it. Don't take what I'm about to say. But go. Uh, it's obvious. Tailgating in full stands. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a chalk pick, but it's yeah. got to be one. It's got to be said because at first I was just thinking of what am I excited for for my teams or about the actual yeah, season. But no, I can't wait. For yourself. I, yeah, excited for me, man. Yeah. This is my season. I need this. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all of our seasons. It is. I can't wait to go back to some games, grill out, oh, man. go into the games. Yeah, I can't wait to be, be a part of another hundred thousand oh, seat stadium. stadium. Get back, get back to what college football should be. That's right. All right, Trishel, what you got for your number right, so one? Going my way. So, I wasn't quite as creative, I guess, with thinking about me. I kind of took it as the way of thinking about some topics I'm excited about. But I'm excited, or I guess, interested in to see what happens with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I mean, I mm-hmm. think it, at this point, he's about as close as can be to getting the can, even though he's Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. I get it all. But when are they going to get over the hump? I, and with how bad last season was, I would think if they don't take a significant jump this year or do something, he could be gone. So I'm excited to, to see what happens to Jim Harbaugh and uh, see if he ends up getting the camp. It's interesting you say yeah. that because I feel as though Michigan has basically just kind of come out and kind of said, hey, we're just going to ride with this guy. Just say, okay, we're fine. We're right. just we're just hanging with him. I mean, there's I not a ton of options, I guess, unless you want to take a gamble on someone. But to has I don't think he's been to a Big Ten championship. No, I don't think he's, he's finished better than – not that I can recall. What, 20, he's been there a while. He's been there a while. Because he left after the Super Bowl. And, uh, Something like seven years at least. I've yeah, got, wasn't it I would after think. they lost to the Ravens in the right. Harbaugh Bowl? I think so. The yeah, Harbaugh Bowl, the Harbaugh yeah. Bowl. And so I think he left to go in the 20- Yeah, so he's, I mean, he's coming up on his eighth year and he hasn't beaten Ohio State. Well, we had a buddy who went to Michigan who told us he knew some guys on the football team. And they even said, man, Harbaugh is just weird. He's just kind of a weird guy. Not a lot of the players really like him. Catches. But at the same time, he's kind of a good recruiter, so that's what yeah, kind of confused me. But that's a good storyline to keep up with because it's been kind of a storyline the past couple of years. And do we see Michigan just keep riding with that? Or do they finally say, hey, man, you got to do something or we're going to make a change? It'll, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Reese, you got back-to-back ones here, don't you? Yeah, I do. So this is kind of a chalk pick, too, and you know it's kind of hard to really nail it down to one specific thing. But I'm going to go with how the NIL, or whatever you want to call it, how that's going to change the game in the first season. Yeah. What kind of cars am I going to see some 18-year-old kid pull up to in the game? I'm, I want to see... Damn, Cincinnati's quarterback roll up in a Range Rover. I think that'd be awesome. To and see a ginormous these, golden chain. These group of five guys really some of the more the bigger names like him, him and Dylan Gabriel or someone yeah. really oh, just yeah. cash in on it. I want to see quarterback Bryce Young for Alabama have Jay Z 
taking <laughs> pictures with him and handing him a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be so awesome to see a lot of these kids taking advantage of the platform that they have as really exciting athletes um, and see if they can do some cool things with it. Along with that, I think I'm excited to see how bad it could also go. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> going to be some blunders. Some there's going to be some... You're going to have some coaches come out and basically say, I didn't even know that was a rule. Like, they're going to they're yeah, going to be going through, trying to set their players up with some stuff, and then, boom, and someone's going to come out and say, uh, yeah, you can't do that. And they're, yeah. they're, they might literally be oblivious. They might just have no idea they even broke a rule. I think these this first year or two... No one is really going to know what they're doing. Everyone is who all you hear all these coaches say, "Our school's the best for you to come and build your brand to make money." No one knows. It's going to take at least this year, like you said. It's going to take this year to figure all that out. Yeah. Verbal meme. It's going to be uh, SpongeBob and all the other SpongeBobs running around with filing cabinets, and it's on fire trying to figure out <laughs> what his name, his is. brain. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's going to be with the NCAA. Being like, oh, you can do this, you can't do that. And all the players are going to be like, uh, there's no rules. We're going to do whatever we want. And we're going to make money doing it. Uh, my second pick, kind of a tough one, but I'm just going to say uh, DJ Uyunglele. He's ginormous. He's got a rocking arm. And he's going to have a bunch of talent around him at Clemson. And I think he's going to be awesome. I think so too. I think he's yeah. going to be cool to watch. I think he's I'm already... excited to watch him play. We got some, you know, a little bit of like a taste of him last year, but obviously Trevor Lawrence was the huge storyline. Um, but I think he's going to be really cool to watch against, especially against some bad teams. You know, they'll play the Citadel or something, somebody bad, and he's just going to throw a 75 yard bomb to somebody. And he's gonna, it's, it's, he's a highlight reel. Also, his dad is really cool because he's a giant man. They're always going to have the camera on him. So, <laughs> now you're right, and DJ, it'll it will be interesting because we really did just get a taste of him. I guess you didn't get a full season of him, and he is he proved he was good. That's that's the one thing we already know he's good. It's just getting to watch him through an entire season. Because what did he play? Notre Dame. Is that the only game he started, or did he start some other games? He might have started another. I, no, he had to have Notre started. A, I think he had to start one, a couple course. others because Trevor Lawrence, I think, missed at least a couple games for COVID. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting. I'll uh, kick us off with the next one here. So this is kind of an easy one as a, a Tennessee fan, but I'll say I'm excited for Josh Heupel, his recruiting, and where we're going to end up. We're excited <laughs> to excited to see where we end up because I think I'm at such a point. Uh, pure uncertainty. Uh, some days I wake up and think we're going to win nine games, and then some days I wake up and think we could win two or three games. So I'm just excited to have that torment answered. Uh, uh, I think Josh Heupel's getting kind of hot here. He just added uh, the four-star Addison Nichols. Offensive lineman Walter Nolan, the number one uh, player in the nation, is trending towards Tennessee, if you didn't know that. So didn't know Maybe that. this could shape up to be a, a, a top 15 recruiting class, possibly top 10 if we maybe somehow sneak in another five-star. I mean, saying that we even get Walter in one in the first place. But So I'm just excited to see where that plays out, and I'm excited to be uh, back in Neyland Stadium. Yeah, there's, our, I think there's some murmurs that Tennessee could win the SEC East. I think so. Maybe uh, from inside this room only. But <laughs> I might have just made that up, but there might be murmurs. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see. For my Will? second one, I'm going to go with... I think I'm just excited to see uh, what who's the team that emerges. that we Who's the team we didn't talk about Maybe tonight? Maybe like the Coastal Carolina uh, of how well they played last year to like this year or the new like... Yeah, or may, maybe even, you know, well, I guess we talked a lot about Texas A&M, but yeah, what if, what if A&M... You know, this new quarterback y'all have pops off, and yeah. they just run the SEC this year. I'm ex- There's always a storyline like that, yeah. right? Not necessarily Sometimes to that extent, last but maybe. Year, like, I mean, it was kind of UNC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who, who kind of comes out of nowhere? And along with that, I'm going to be kind of watching the Pac-12 this year. I don't know why. Because just about they're just. Wanting USC to be good again. They well, I'm on, yeah, I do too. They haven't gotten enough love recently. 
I just want to see if there's a team out there that, you know, maybe they run the table and then they go to the playoff or something. I think that would yeah. be cool to see. So that's my second one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, my third one. Let's see. It doesn't have to be anything profound. Yeah. Just what you are excited about personally. I mean, I'm definitely excited. I'll go completely personal and just go, I'm excited for the Nebraska football Cornhuskers to oh, get yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Open it up with Illinois. And here's the thing. Like I said about the – let's talk just Big Ten, big picture real quick. You have, like I said, Ohio State. And let's – you could probably throw Wisconsin. I wouldn't even throw Indiana up there. But in kind of the upper echelon, maybe Iowa. But, I mean, Nebraska could – we almost beat Iowa last year. So going along with that, the Big Ten is going to be so fun to watch because every about seven teams are just going to probably beat up on each other, and it's going to be who kind of ends out ends up the best out of the rest of them. Um, I think I could see Nebraska. My realistic, and some people will think this is optimistic, but I think my realistic record prediction for them is seven and five because I see so many toss-up games on there. You know, you talk Northwestern. Maybe even Minnesota, Iowa, maybe not quite Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan, both toss-up games. Open it up with Illinois, yeah. Fordham, Buffalo. The key will be if they can go three and zero starting off, because yeah. after they win those three games, they go into Norman to play Oklahoma, which probably won't be too pretty. But I'll tell you what, starting off three and one feels a whole lot better than starting off two and two. Does it not? You know, you're halfway to bowl yeah. eligibility at that point. If they can just get to a bowl game and win a bowl game, I'll be super pumped. And I think this is the year they can kind of do it. I think the senior class they have is ready to be the ones who are the pillars for the program, kind of, who set the culture. You know, they have a lot of leaders on that team. Adrian Martinez, JoJo Doman, Austin Allen, guys who really care about Nebraska. And I'm just excited to see them take control and really try to I, – I think there's been a lot of – hype since Scott Frost got to Nebraska and then obviously it's been kind of a joke because of his record this team just seems like they don't care about talking about it you just see they just want to go ahead and start playing yeah, so they can prove so it they don't want to say anything they just want to go out and win some games and I think that's why I'm excited I think this team is going to be a little more special than the past couple teams we've had I'm going to close us out here with the my last and final one, and this will kind of continue on from the Big Ten talk here. So uh, this is another team that I was on the fence of including as my dark horse, but I, I didn't feel completely comfortable. I've been doing a little research on them. Is Maryland. I think Talia Tagovailoa going to be huge. Oh. Terrence Lewis beefing up that defense. <laughs> Dude, I think Maryland could actually make some noise this year. Uh just quick point Whoa. at Big Ten Media Days. Apparently, Talia. Apparently, he wants to go by Leah. Now. Really, Leah Tagovailoa. Isn't that a girl's yeah. name? Yeah. Well, hey, hey this is that's it. Does what make I'm it makes it easier? This but is go a ahead. different. This is a different. <laughs> that's what you're team. saying. This is a different team. We this want to go by different, different names. Team. This is a different team. They are set up to make some noise this year. And I mean, I got them finishing nine and three. So. I, well, I'm I'm telling you right now, the way the Big Ten is set up, you can have weird stuff like that. We talked about Penn State starting off 0 and 5 and finishing 4 and 5. It anything can kind of happen yeah. in that conference. There's not enough of a differential in skill level and even coaches. I think Loxley is an okay coach. I don't know if he's quite up to the maybe not quite one of the best in the Big Ten, but I think he can get it done. And he knows how to call plays. Yes. He knows how to coach offense. That's a good That's, point. So. Yeah, that's kind of the, the final piece that I was thinking. I'm excited about Leah and the boys up in Maryland. The Turks. Making, Leah making some noise. You the and Turks. Scott Van Pelt are really excited. Oh, yeah. We're, we're pumped. We're pumped for it. That's awesome. Do, do I have another one, or what was that? I think you had what, – what were your three? Oh, did you snip? Oh, wait, did I? No, no, no. You no, no, I have a last one. You have one more. Oh, yeah, you have one more. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, no, that's fine. The snake I, draft threw me for a, a snake draft gets confusing. Go, team, yeah. yeah. I – I'm kind of just going to do a double one because I want to. So, I'm a big uniform guy. I think 2021, we're going to have some good uniforms. Obviously, the classics. The USC, the Alabama, the Michigan. 
But we're going to get some good alternates. Oregon's probably going to come out wearing an invisible uniform <laughs> one of these days. Okay. It might be this Sorry. year. They're going to have something wild. They had a terrible uniform. There was a terrible uniform matchup last year. It was a foggy game. Oregon was wearing highlighter yellow, and Oregon State was wearing damn traffic cone orange. But we're going to have some sweet uniforms this year. I love seeing that. No matter how good or bad they are, the good ones are great. The bad ones are bad. That's what makes college football great because you can have some really cool stuff and some really bad stuff. And my other kind of pick, the Army-Navy game is incredible. There's no other games that weekend, I think. It's like no, yeah, yeah. It's it's right. like on an island by itself. It's always a cool game, especially like when it snows. A lot of history behind it. A lot of history. When it snows and you see all those boys in uniform up oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, maybe a little biased since I'm an army man myself, but I think that game's awesome, and I love seeing the triple option oh, and yeah. just a bunch of guys run around smacking each other in the mouth in run front of a bunch of other military guys. Dude, I I'm an option guy myself. NCA fourteen. If you know how to run the option it's legitimately, you your opponent's in trouble. Yeah. If you really know how to read the ends and the linebackers, you're in trouble. Yeah. So that's it. That's good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to us. If you don't already, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at paydirt underscore sports or on Instagram paydirt sports. Just one word. Don't forget to visit our blog paydirtsports.blog. That's our website and. We'll be sure to have plenty more of these out for you. We got some, uh, some probably extra branches of podcasts in the works for y'all. Yeah. yeah, just just get ready. Just you, get ready. If just you, get ready. If you whisper Pater Sports to a ticket counter at the game, they'll give you a free ticket. That's what I've yeah. heard. So I've heard that we're working on some kind of our own NIL deal uh, of ourselves. That would be interesting. I would I would love yeah, to do get we're, one. We're going to be sponsoring. Yes, yeah, Pater Sports going to. Start paying. Some guys. We got to We got to get some athletes. We need some paint. <laughs> I tell you what, Jack athletes. Probst would have been our first. Yeah, he would have been. We would have really had him up. sponsoring. Yeah, too bad. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. That was great, and we'll be sure to see y'all next time. Yeah, thanks.